Warning, this podcast may be disturbing to some listeners. Due to the graphic nature, listener discretion is advised. Welcome from wherever you are. This is The Demon Inside with your host, John Venom. If you want to review a different episode of The Demon Inside, you can find them on Spotify or Anchor. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. A new episode will come out every Monday. And now, to our show. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to The Demon Inside. And welcome back to part two of the interview with Ted Bundy on The Demon Inside. Uh, One of the most important as you come down to perhaps your final hours, are you thinking about all those victims out there and their families? Well, who are so wounded, you know, years later, their lives have not returned to normal. They will never return to normal. Absolutely. Are, are you carrying that load, that weight? Is the remorse there? Again, I, I know that people will accuse me of being self-serving, but we're beyond that now. I mean, I'm just telling you how I feel. But through God's help, I have been able to come to the point where I've much too late, but better late than never, feel the hurt and the pain that I am responsible for. Yes, absolutely. In the past few days, myself and a number of investigators have been talking about unsolved cases, murders that I was involved in. And it's it's hard to talk about all these years later because it revives in me all those terrible feelings and those thoughts that I have. So... Here's what I want to talk to you about on this portion of it. He says that he found God and now he has remorse. He has feelings. He feels bad about the victims that he's killed, even though people probably don't believe him. But he's got one day to live. Right. Why would a sociopath who doesn't care about anybody except himself wouldn't be proclaiming that he didn't do it or that he is innocent no god put those feelings of remorse back into him he feels bad for what he did and he's having a real hard time reliving a lot of those and I understand why he's having a hard time because the demon is still inside of him and when he gets thinking of these things the demon tries to take over and like i said earlier on the youtube video if you watch it you can see when the demon takes over it's freaking scary as hell let's continue with this steadfastly and 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 diligently dealt with i think successfully with the love of god 
And yet to reopen that and I felt the pain and I felt the horror again of all that. And I can only hope that those who I have harmed, those who I've caused so much grief, even if they don't believe my expression of sorrow and remorse, will believe what I'm saying now, that there is loose in their towns and their communities, people like me today, whose dangerous impulses are being fueled day in and day out by violence in the media in its various forms, particularly sexualized violence. And what scares me, and let's come into the present now, because what I'm talking about happened 30, 20, 30 years ago, that is, in my formative stages. And what scares and appalls me, Dr. Dobson, is when I see what's on cable TV, <laughs> some of the movies, I mean, some of the violence in the movies uh, that come into homes today with stuff that they, that they wouldn't show in X-rated adult theaters 30 years ago. This stuff... The slasher is, movies that you're talking about. That stuff <clears throat> is, I'm telling you, from personal experience, the most, that is graphic violence on screen, particularly as it gets into the home yeah. to children who may be unattended or, or unaware that they may be a Ted Bundy who has that, that vulnerability to that, that predisposition to be influenced by that kind of behavior, by that kind of, of, of movie, that kind of violence. There are kids sitting out there, switching the TV dial around and come upon these movies late at night, or I don't know when they're on, but they're on, and any kid can watch them. It's scary when I think what would have happened to me if I had seen, I mean, scary enough. I mean, that I just ran into stuff outside the home, but to, be, to, to know that children are watching that kind of thing today or can pick up their phone and dial away for it or send away for it. Uh. So what he's talking about here is he's talking about doorways to these entities, to these demons, because once a demon figures out that you like something that they like or something that they're going to use against you, and they feel that they can use it against you, then they're gonna jump into you. It's not really hard for a demon to jump into you. You know, you're watching, and I'm not saying anybody that watches a horror movie or anybody that watches pornography is gonna do these things because not everybody is visited by a demon. The demons are the ones that make this happen. The demons are the ones that jump inside and start you down that path. And by that point, when the demon is inside of you through that open doorway, it's already too late. They've already got their claws in you. And unless you can figure out that you have a demon inside you, you're not going to be able to stop it. There's no way. These demons are stronger than what a lot of people think. Let's continue with this. Can you help me understand this desensitization process that took place? Uh, what was going on in your mind? Well, by desensitization, I, I describe it in specific terms, is that each time I'd harm someone, each time I'd kill someone, there'd be an enormous amount, uh, uh, especially at first. 
uh, enormous amount of, of, of horror, guilt, remorse afterwards. But then that impulse to do it again would come back even stronger. Now, believe me, I didn't. It, it, the unique thing about how this worked, Dr. Dobson, is that I still felt in my regular life the full range of, of guilt and, and uh, remorse about other things. Uh, regret and uh, but you had this compartmentalized this compartmentalized very well focused uh, 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 very sharply focused area where I was like a black hole it was like a you know like a crack and everything that fell into that crack just disappeared does that make sense uh, yeah it does uh... so basically what he's saying is when the demon was done it would leave him I mean maybe not leave his body but hide somewhere to rest, to recoup, because it takes a lot of energy. Now, if you believe in ghosts, it takes energy for these things to appear. Demons, I don't think they need energy, but they need the fuel, which is the anger, the hatred, the violence and all that, so that they can keep doing what they're doing and they get more and more, because the demon in itself, in nature, is an addict. And they want more and more, so whenever this demon came out Ted Bundy had no choice he had to start doing this again because the compulsion took over now coming up he's going to start talking about the 12 year old that he killed and he doesn't really talk about it because he says it's too hard for him to talk about but this is where the demon actually comes out because I think the demon liked this so much because it was a 12 year old little girl and for him this was the accomplishment he wanted one of the the final uh, murders that you committed of course uh, was apparently little Kimberly Leach 12 years of age uh, I think the the public outcry is greater there because an innocent child was taken from a from a playground what did you feel after that what was there were there the normal emotions three days later? Where were you, Ted? I... Uh, I can't really talk about that right now. That's... Ooh, yeah. That's too painful. Yeah. I would like to... Uh, I'd like to be able to convey to you what that... That... Uh, that experience is like, but I can't, I won't okay. be able to talk about that. So he doesn't want to talk about it because this will bring the demon out and in front center. And he doesn't want to give that demon control anymore. I mean, he's at peace right now with the Lord. And he, because a lot of people are like, well, he killed a little girl and he doesn't want to talk about it because he's ashamed of it. Well, yeah, he's ashamed of it now because of God. He feels bad about it now because of God. And, but he knows the minute he starts talking about this particular crime, it's going to get the demon riled up again. It's going to get the demon, basically, he's going to want to do it again. And to have that feeling and not being able to let it go, he's not gonna be at peace anymore, and he's gonna die uh, the next day in that uh, uncomfortable um, feeling of wanting to accomplish something and he can't.
You know, it's kind of like you want a cigarette so bad, but you can't get one. Or you want a drink so bad and you can't get one. And that's not what he wants at this time because the demon, he wants to keep him subsided in a way and locked away. Because he knows that even with the demon, he can feel it. We'll be right back after a few words from our sponsors. Welcome back to The Demon Inside. I can't begin to understand. Well, I can try, but I, I'm aware that I can't begin to understand the pain that the parents of these, of these children that I have, and these young women that I have harmed, feel. And I can't restore really much to them, if anything. I won't pretend to, and I don't even expect them to forgive me, and I'm not asking for it. The, that kind of forgiveness is of God, and if they have it, they have it, and they don't, well, maybe they'll find it someday. Do you deserve the punishment the state has inflicted upon you? <laughs> That's a very good question. And I'll answer it very, very honestly. I, I don't want to die. I'm not going to kid you. I'll kid, kid you not. Um, I deserve certainly the, the most extreme punishment society has and I deserve I think society deserves to be protected from me and from others like me that's for sure this is interesting to me because Bundy could have been arrested in California where he was killing and he decided to go to Florida so after he escaped prison uh, the second time before he escaped prison and went to Florida and did the uh, sorority girl f killings, he talked to a friend of his and he asked him, does Florida have the death penalty? And he said, yes. So if he was knowing that Florida had the death penalty, why would he go there and try to get, basically kill himself? If he's saying now that he doesn't want to die, Maybe it was him trying to get rid of the demon, or maybe it was the demon trying to get rid of him. Maybe this was a way for them to together get rid of each other because the demon wasn't going to let him go, no matter what he wanted. But the demon, once someone is caught, what is he going to do in prison? Wouldn't he'd rather be free? And how do you get free of somebody? You get them killed. You have them killed. You have them commit suicide. Maybe Bundy knew that the demon was in him and he needed to get rid of him. And that's why he went to Florida. Um, I think what I, what I hope will come of our discussion is I think society deserves to be protected from itself. Because, because of we, as, as we've been talking, there are, there are forces that loose in, in, in this country, particularly, again, uh, this kind of violent pornography, uh, where, on the one hand, well-meaning, decent people will condemn behavior of a Ted Bundy while they're walking past a, a, a magazine rack full of the very kinds of things that send 
young kids down the road to be Ted Bundy's. That's the irony. We're talking here not just about more. We're talking. I'm, what I'm talking about is going beyond retribution, which is what people want with me. Going beyond retribution and punishment, because there is no way in the world that killing me is going to restore uh, those beautiful children to their parents and 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 correct. And, and, and soothe the pain. But I'll tell you, there are lots of other kids playing in streets around this country today who, who are going to be dead tomorrow and the next day and the next day and next month because other young people are reading the kinds of things and seeing the kinds of things that are available in the media today. So now we hear his narcissistic side because basically he's saying, there's no way to bring back the people I killed, so why kill me? That's being a narcissist. At the same time, too, I think that's a little bit of the demon because the demon uh, is actually up and about a little bit. Like I said, if you look at the video, you'll see the demon when he's talking about this 12-year-old little girl. He just pops up for a second. So for me, there was definitely a demon inside Ted Bundy. Let's finish off this interview since we're so close. Ted, as you would imagine, there's tremendous cynicism about you on the outside, and I suppose for good reason. Um, I'm not sure that there's anything that you could say that people would uh, would believe. Some people would believe. Yeah. And uh, and yet, you told me last night, and I have heard this through our mutual friend John Tanner, that you have uh, accepted the forgiveness of Jesus Christ and uh, are a follower and a believer in him. Do you draw strength from that uh, as you approach these final hours? I do. I can't say that uh, it's going to be being easy. in the, the valley of the shadow of death is, is something that I've become all that accustomed to and that I'm, you know, and that I'm strong and uh, uh, nothing's bothering me. Uh, listen, it's no fun. It's, mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it gets kind of lonely. And yet, I have to remind myself that every one of us uh, will go through this someday yes. in one way or another. And, and, man. and countless uh, millions who have walked this earth before us have. So this is just an experience which we all share. And, yeah. Right so this was the ending of the interview with Bundy uh, the next day. He was state of Florida. Could there have been a demon inside of him named um, pornography? Yes, 100%. I listened to a podcast called The uh, Exorcist Files. If you ever get a chance, check it out. It's pretty interesting and it talks with a exorcist priest who talks about some of his stories and in one of the stories He's doing a possession, an exorcism of a demon that gives him his name and his name is murder. So if there can be a demon named murder, of course, there can be a demon named pornography. Now, how do you accept a demon like pornography in? By watching it. That's all it takes. You're accepting something with your eyes and because of that exception, because of that, uh, that you're doing is okay, 
it's okay for the demon to get inside of you. It's that simple. You accept violence, you can get possessed by violence. You accept murder, you can get it possessed by murder. You accept these things that are sins against man, and you can get possessed. Now, I'm not saying everybody that does is going to get possessed. Because just like everything else, you know, if you run into a serial killer, that's a million to one. If you run into a demon, it's probably going to be about the same. Now, if you invite the demon and you're calling to the demon to come in, then that's a different story. And that's the hard truth is you're going to accept him. You're going to keep him. And he's never going to want to leave because you've given them that power. And that's something you don't want for nothing. Because it not only makes you feel like you're not yourself, but it makes you do things that you would never do. It makes you think things you would never think. And it makes you act like you didn't even know what you were doing most of the time. Until people bring it up to you and you're like, holy crap. I can't believe I did that. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you all next week. Take care. Don't forget to subscribe to The Demon Inside on Spotify, Anchor, or any other podcast directory or through our website, anchor.fm backslash The Demon Inside. A new episode of The Demon Inside comes out each Monday. Let us know what you think and join the conversation on our Demon Inside Facebook page and on Instagram. We thank you for listening and hope you'll join me next Monday for a new Demon Inside. If you enjoyed this episode, tell your friends. I'm John Venom. We'll see you next time, if I don't get possessed. The Demon Inside was created and written by James Porter. It's a production of Venomous Entertainment. Theme music, Demon Inside, is on the album Conjure One by Reese Fulber. Background music was created by Lucas Key.